You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Bet this football season with my bookie. Use promo code Gators and get a free twenty dollar wager with your first deposit. Only at my bookie. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC, joining you for this instant reaction after the blowout loss from the Gators, Oklahoma 55, Florida 20 in the Cotton Bowl. Oh, that wasn't pretty. That, uh, that wasn't pretty. Going to do something a little bit different. You know, I used to come at you the day after uh, a game to kind of give a reaction. Uh, I decided before this one that I was going to do an instant reaction. It had nothing to do with the way the game played out or anything like that. Uh, but figured I'd try something new for the bowl game uh, and, and see how it goes and kind of instant reaction. So I'll kind of do some of the traditional, you know, look back at the game. Not really a whole lot to look at after this one. I know what you guys want to talk about. I know what you guys want to bring up. I know the feeling out there of Gator Nation right now. So game has been played. Uh, hopped on the uh, Zoom press conference with Dan Mullen. Hear, hear what he had to say. Some of the offensive players as well. But, uh, oof, that one hurt. That one hurt. And, uh, look, we can probably see it coming uh, a, a bit. If you listen to the preview episode uh, of this game, I told you how good of a team I thought Oklahoma was, how balanced they were. Uh, as far as, you know, offense and defense goes, as far as passing and running, they ran all over Florida. But, you know, Florida would have to show up in this game. If Oklahoma was going to show up, Florida was going to have to show up as well. And it looks like, uh, you know, Florida didn't necessarily take this game serious. Uh, we'll get into all that, all the details there uh, about that. Not, not, not an excuse. I'm not trying to make an excuse here uh, for, 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 you know, for Florida. You know, we could go back to 2018 and Florida played Michigan and, they had some players opt out and all that. Look, Florida, Florida didn't have a good roster going into this game. A lot of players are missing, um, especially receiver, uh, of course. You saw that affect Kyle Trask a bit. Uh, defensive side, you know, barely had enough defensive linemen to play. Uh, a lot of some you know, players in the secondary, you know, whether that made much of a difference or not. You know, as far as defense hadn't been playing well all year anyway. So uh, I don't know how much of a difference the defensive part would have made. It probably would have been more of a shootout, uh, of course, if we had uh, the normal cast of characters on the Florida offense. But, man, this wasn't pretty, wasn't pretty. I'm going to get into a lot of your tweets, a lot of you joining Ray right now on YouTube. I'll try to get a lot of your comments. I know those are flying a, a, a bit as well. I'll try to catch up with those uh, a bit. Hard, hard to keep up with them by myself here and <laughs> trying to read the comments uh, at the same time there. So we'll get into we'll get into it uh, a bit here. But before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. You can find all the Gators, uh, Gators Breakdown episodes there, as well as News 4 Jacks coverage of the Gators. Please share, rate, and review the show on YouTube. A lot of you watching right now, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. If you just want the audio version uh, later on, you can check us out on your favorite podcast platform and follow Gators Breakdown on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. So look, 
well, I, I didn't expect this performance. I, I knew it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, once Mullen said after the SEC championship game, go back to his comments after that. Um, a good buddy, Nick De La Torre, uh, of course, was you know, kind of discussing bowl game. And Mullen even kind of said, look, we knew they were going to accept the bowl game. But at that moment, at that time, after the SEC championship game, he wasn't, Mullen would not commit to playing a bowl game. Kind of the first signal to me there uh, a, a little bit. Then he gave the players the whole week off uh, of Christmas. You know, that um, you can look at that however you want to. I mean, it has been a long season. Um, players have been through a lot. Play, what, now nine games in a row. You can kind of understand it a bit. You want players to be with their families uh, for the Christmas time holiday. But I only let Florida practice three times heading into this game with not your normal cast of characters, especially for offense. So the the repertoire, the the um, trying to get the timing down, that takes an offseason a lot of the time anyway, which are normal receivers. Kyle Trask said that after the game uh, t- tonight. Uh, but then, you know, missing your top four receivers, lack of practice time, having to have those guys play, you know, shorter, zipperer, gamble, Henderson, Whittemore, all those guys. You, know, you could tell. You could tell it affected uh, uh, Kyle Trask there and this Florida Gator offense there. So, you know, it wasn't going to be pretty. And if Oklahoma showed up ready to play like they were, credit to them for coming up ready to play, ready to put it on Florida. They did. Hardly any prep time for Florida, and it absolutely showed uh, there. Florida was going to have to play a good game uh, to beat this Oklahoma team, take the game serious to beat this Oklahoma team. They did neither, didn't play good, wasn't ready to play. Uh, and probably falls back on coaching uh, a bit. You know, we go back to the LSU game a couple games ago. Um, I think, you know, Florida missed those bye weeks that they could have had in the middle of the season. I think they tried to make those up versus an LSU team that they thought they would beat, lose the SEC championship game, bowl game, maybe not as important now to you. Uh, I don't know. You know what I, think, I think that's how the coaching staff saw it, right or wrong. I don't think all of us agree with it because you just flat out went and got embarrassed on national TV in front of everybody. Um, now you lose three games to end the season and the once bright spot that you had on you, the spotlight that Florida had on them now ends the season with three straight losses. And I think Florida tried to make up some you know, bye weeks and bye times, uh, there during the LSU week, come back to bite you. And we kind of just knew ahead of time, this Oklahoma game, that's what they were doing. Florida didn't practice until Saturday, I believe, uh, for, for, for this game, three days of practice or three practice dates there. And then kind of saw the results of that. You kind of saw the results of that. Hey, I'll get into the game just a bit here. Let's get into some overall stats first. Not pretty. <laughs> Not pretty. And let me pull this up here. Sorry about that. Yeah, total yards. 684 total yards for Oklahoma. 521 for the Gators. Oklahoma, four. 135 yards rushing. That's a record there for those guys in the bowl game. Of course, 435 yards ran on this Todd Grantham defense and the same defense that we've seen all year, not lining up, getting confused, not making tackles. Same story over, 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 over again for what? 12 games this season. Tell you what. You guys know I've uh, I've bit my tongue as long as I c- could have uh, for the whole fire Todd Grantham 
uh, thought there. I'm not a big fire me guy or, or, or fire someone guy. Um, but it's time. Um, I mean, it was time weeks ago. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, kind of go the coaching route with it a bit. I wait till the season's over with before I start giving, you know, my thoughts on how everything goes. <laughs> I mean, I've put it on Twitter out there that I think Florida should move on uh, from, from, from Todd Grantham uh, this year. I, if you're asking me, do we see it? I think so. Uh, I think this year really opened Dan Mullen's eyes. You had this elite offense, and defense couldn't help you out at all, at all. Contributed to four losses there. Can the offense be blamed in a little bit of that? What, 5%? Maybe if you want to put percentage on it. This defense was awful. It held this Florida team back. Uh, the offense had to be perfect. And you have to make changes. You have to make changes with that. So, you know, maybe we'll see something soon uh, that, that happens. I think changes have to be made uh, if this Florida program is going to take a step. Uh, this was – I know the record doesn't show it. Um, this Gator team here, you know, probably the – Best Dan Mullen has had. I know, I'm, I know record doesn't show it. Uh, one extra loss. You played in the SEC championship game. You know, that's kind of what one loss there um, that you, know, you wouldn't have had if you didn't play <laughs> in that game. So it's a kind of catch 22 there of playing in the SEC championship game. You'd rather be playing in that game than not be playing in that game. Uh, but uh, I still think, you know, this offense puts this team ahead of the last two, but no excuse for this defense, no excuse whatsoever. And it kind of shades away. Look, and I'm having to think about it. Erased any, any type of progress you thought you might see this year. The only rung in the whole progress ladder would be beating Georgia and getting to Atlanta. But overall, what's the progress? That's pretty much it. That's all you can hang your hat on. And that's really not nothing. And that's not really enough this year. Yeah, it's good to beat Georgia. Yeah, it's good to play in Atlanta. But it's not enough. It's not enough for the uh, potential this team had this year. I think that's the most uh, glaring um, complaint of this year. Kind of a wasted year of what you had on offense because of this defense. And it showed up again against Oklahoma. And, you know, credit to them a little bit for kind of showing up there in the second quarter or, you know, creating some turnovers to try to give the offense some some momentum. The offense really couldn't do much. We'll get into it uh, here. You know, Kyle Trask, Two early picks by Trask, you know, both hurt. First was a pick six, uh, and then second, Gators were driving down 14 nothing. Uh, throws another pick there. Yes, it hits uh, Gamble in the hands there, but throw was a little bit behind. Ball's tipped, gets picked, and then he you know, throws another one uh, as well <laughs> in, in the end zone. So uh, all of them hurt. Uh, the, the, you know, a lot of people, are, oh, there's not all Trask fault or whatever. I mean, could the receivers have helped me a bit, a little, a little bit more, uh, as far as the pure interception throws go? Possibly, uh, they run the route too deep. Do they not fight back for the ball? Maybe, but there's some bad throws uh, there as there as well. Now, also, he didn't have a lot of help. Uh, Emory Jones didn't have a lot of help so at points in the games. You could, there's a reason these guys will probably be backups. <laughs> you know, that the drop passes all night long, especially from the tight end position. Justin Shorter as well. Uh, drop pass after drop pass, combine that with the turnovers, and you got what you got tonight. And um, you know, not, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty performance overall. Uh, he had the one drive led by him. You know, Kyle Trask started the drive. I think it was five plays that he played in the drive. Then Emory Jones takes over and leads Florida down uh, to to a score. Throw, showed some nice thought. Uh, showed some nice runs with his legs. Uh, showed his arm. 
uh, a, a bit as well. Uh, but hard to take, hard to take too much uh, from this game. And I said that going into the game. You know, I wasn't trying to make an excuse. Uh, it was going to be hard to take away a whole lot uh, from, from this game. And kind of Dan Mullen alluded to it in, in the presser. It was more of a look for next year. They were using this as a kind of start for spring practice with everybody that they had out, all the players that they had out uh, in this game. You could tell Mullen mentioned it many, many, many times. Looking forward to 2021 in preparation for this game with the three practices that they had in the game here. You could kind of tell that with everybody that was out there, uh, even in the first half. You know, some guys you hadn't seen a whole lot of this year um, being out there and – uh, out, out there on the field. So look, played nine weeks in a row, laid it all out, laid it all out in the field versus Alabama. You know, and, and where do we see the effect of that? You know, the the, the 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 week of LSU, week of this bowl game, not making excuses. Uh, you know, the mindset uh, of taking time off to try and go easier bled over into the mindset of this team. I think uh, as soon as Mullen questioned about playing in that bowl game after the SEC championship game, I'll keep going back to that. Uh, I knew this bowl game wasn't going to be a big priority. Um, so. It is what it is. Uh, I think that the 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 bad part was this was on national TV, uh, and everybody saw the. It, it, we're just take. I'm just taking this season now. The fall of Florida. You know, you you had the win versus Ole Miss versus South Carolina. You're you're the talk of the country. Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts. You know, Florida's got a lot of talk, uh, and you lose Texas A&M the week after that. But you're able to build it back up a bit. Uh, by the time you get to the Georgia game and you blow out Georgia and you blow out Arkansas, and everybody's talking Florida, you know, as a college football playoff team again. And then it all comes crashing down when you don't play well for a few weeks in a row. Then you lose the LSU. Then you lose to Alabama. And then you lose the third game in a row here to Oklahoma to end the season. And, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, the fall of Florida all in one season. You know, there was a lot of fun this season uh, with. Um, with this offense and, and watching them set records and, and Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony, the growth of him, uh, Trevon Grimes comes back for a big year and uh, there, there was some fun to be had, but all kind of come crashing to a halt here at the end of the season. And a lot of that due to the defense here, you know, I know and I'll keep saying that a lot. I know a lot of people are going to point to tonight and say, well, the offense didn't do much. This is more of a, a big picture, overall kind of thing. That's what this game kind of did to everybody, especially once you know, Oklahoma got got up big uh, in the third quarter. You kind of knew the game was over with. You kind of start looking back a little bit and start looking forward uh, a, a, as well. So yeah, it's just a, a, a lot of things um, for this whole season, you know, came, came to a head here. Uh, in this Cotton Bowl, you know, as I said, you know, the, the third drive, Emory comes in, gets a drive going, uh, and then Trask ends that drive throwing his third interception. It looked maybe look his arm was hit uh, there, so you know, you, you saw some promise uh, as far as at least yards go in the uh, first half, but Florida just the turnovers were killers, or were killers, and Zipper drops a big third down conversion right before halftime. You know, there was a chance there to, to to put together a drive to make it twenty four to twenty. You know, and, and something Florida has done well all year, right before halftime, and couldn't get it done. Drop passes over and over again uh, in, in the first half, and you know, plays plays were there to be made in, in the first half. Defense wasn't great; had some issues that we've seen all season, but uh, you know, it was the offense and, and something just showing up that 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 in the draft uh, in the drives. Trash throws a pick, a tight end, a wide receiver drops a ball. 
you just couldn't capitalize on the uh, the small window that the defense gave you. And I think you can, you know, definitely say not having the usual cast of wide receivers, you know, in a very short window had an effect. And uh, I'm not so sure the trust was there with, with, with Trask and those guys. And I, and I mentioned before the game, look, we we had seen Shorter and Henderson and Whittemore, all these guys play together at points this season. There were even times during the season where these guys would come in the second um, drive uh, of a game and play well and, and do some nice things. Uh, but then you know, they would also be sprinkled in with Tony and, and Pitts on the field. And, you know, when those guys are on the field, it makes it easier <laughs> for, for those guys. And that was all on them. That was all on them to go out there and perform and, uh, you know, weren't ready. But look, I said this, I think I put this on Twitter as well. I think I said it in the, in the last podcast. Don't let this game scare you for potential of next year. Don't let it. You know, as I said, you had a short prep window. Even if you had a full bowl, bowl practice, even if it was a normal bowl where you get like two weeks to prepare, it's going to be hard. You know, Now you're going to have a whole offseason with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson working with these the, these receivers instead of the three practices that they got this game. Don't let this game you know, be such an indictment for what you think this team can be next year. That's, that, that, that's scary. This this game, it was weird. The circumstances around it weird for the Florida side of it. Anyway, uh, don't don't let it scare you from you know having some hope next year. You know, don't say uh, you know I, I, I don't want to sit here and say, well, guys drop passes all you know tonight. They're gonna be that's gonna be an issue all of next year. I don't know where their heads were at. Uh, and the various, like I said, very small prep time window here. I'm not gonna let this you know discourage me from. Emory Jones and and the receiver in the receiving core next year. Uh, I'm really not. It's it's hard to put together <laughs> something uh, in in three dates, three practice dates to get ready for the orange or for get ready for the Cotton Bowl and say it's going to be the same next year when they're going to have hopefully as you know, Mullen kind of mentioned this as well. And I'm not trying to make excuses for tonight. It, it is what it was. It was poor preparation, poor mental preparation as well, just to kind of go out there and. Maybe just go through the motions a bit. That's kind of what it looked like to me. They played the game. They played in the game because they were just there, um, there. But don't let it, don't let it discourage you for what you can see next year. If you if you were excited before this game about next year of Emory Jones and these wide receivers, then still be excited. Uh, I'm not trying to let this uh, you know scare me any kind of way uh, of thinking what this team can be next year. And as that, well, I think uh, this offense will be as good next year. I don't. Uh, I don't. It'll be different, and it, and it may turn out to be very successful it'll be different uh it'll be more run focused uh i think and i think we can see at times tonight if you want to take a little bit away that i think that style suits this offensive line still a bit more suits john hevesy a little bit more and the way he coaches an offensive line his background to me it 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 it, it goes it goes with that traditional Dan Mullen style. And I'm not sure John Hevesy could really get the run game going in this pass heavy Dan Mullen 2.0 or you know remade Dan Mullen <laughs> offense uh, with the passing game. I think the quarterback run game feeding off of that helps John Hevesy as an offensive line coach and what he wants to do with his offensive line. So I wouldn't let the, the performance versus Oklahoma kind of, you know, uh, I wouldn't temper expectations if you had whatever you had before this game with these quarterbacks and this receiver group, running group, running back group, offensive line. 
I still say keep it there. I still say keep it there. Let these guys get a full offseason. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully everything is as normal as it can be in 2021. You hit spring ball. They said they used this little window of the last week to kind of identify some things and get some younger guys some playing time there and see what they could do in, in, in game situations. But uh, don't don't let us scare you. If, you. if you feel that way, continue to feel that way. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we will go from there um, as we uh, kind of, you know, I'll, I'll get your, I'll be getting your thoughts <laughs> here soon. Uh, I've already kind of give my Grantham spill uh, there a, a bit, but you know, a lot of people not happy with the way, you know, Dan Mullen uh, approached this and, I can't say I disagree. I mean, I think it was a, a pure embarrassment of what the team looked like um, trying to play with Oklahoma uh, tonight. Oklahoma's team was ready to, to to play. Florida was not. Florida was not ready to play, and it showed. Uh, Oklahoma dominated them in every facet uh, of the game. They're you know they've been they've been they've been a, a surging team uh, as of late, and you better come ready to play uh, with a team that was playing as good as they were. So. You know, just uh, if it could go wrong tonight for the Gators, uh, it, it it did go wrong. I think um, kind of one more thing I, I want to get into before I get into your guys' thoughts, and I know a lot of it's big picture and, and future looking, not necessarily uh, looking into this game. That's kind of the the reaction, and now the season is over, so the reaction for this game is going to be more big picture than it is what it meant for this season. And, and uh, there are some thoughts about uh, this season. I've been following you guys' comments on uh, uh, on Twitter. I'll get into those, and I'll try and look back <laughs> at the YouTube ones. But the most ridiculous statement tonight are those statements and comments that the Kyle Trask we saw tonight is who he really is. Complete, complete overreaction. A lot of people were just waiting for him to have a bad game and say, ha, 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 told you so. Look, I, I wasn't a big Kyle Trask believer two years ago. And what he's done now is remarkable. What he's done in his career is remarkable. What he's done for Florida this year is remarkable. This is not who – tonight is not who Kyle Trask was. You know, as I said, the preparation time wasn't there. You had receivers that you, you know, haven't practiced with as much as Pitts and Tony and Grimes and Copeland, and it showed. And it showed. He forced some things. The timing wasn't there. It all, like I said, it all combined. Uh, you know, for for you know, he didn't have any touchdown passes for the first time in his career uh, in, in the Cotton Bowl. Um, it, it may sound like I'm making excuses for him. If it sounds that way, oh, okay, uh, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that blame if you want to. Not blame, but if you know, I'll take that criticism of me if you want to throw it my way. That, that's fine. Um, that's not who Kyle Trask is. He, he played enough games this year to know that's not him, and. The, the the ridiculous notion. Oh, he's nothing without those weapons out there. Well, good. You go tell me what quarterback is. You take away their four. Go take away any team coming up in the playoff. You know, Oklahoma's borderline playoff team with the way they've been playing lately uh, uh, up there. And okay, you go take away any of these playoff teams coming up and take away their four their four top receivers and see what that quarterback does as well. So great season by Trask. You know, credit to him. I hate I hate he had to go out this way. I know a lot of people were thinking he should opt out of this game because of his receivers not playing. And uh, it looked, to me, I know a lot of people kept saying, oh, this hurts his draft stock. No, it doesn't. <laughs> One game from what he did this year is not really going to hurt Kyle Trask's draft stock. Uh, I'm sure scouts 
smart enough to know he's missing his top four targets out there uh, and, and, and a little bit of prep time uh, to, to go into this game. They're not going to make an ultimate determination on Kyle Trask because of one bad game, one bad night, and um, what Florida was dealing with uh, w- with this game. So as if, if Kyle Trask was going to be drafted in the first round before this game, he'll still be drafted in the first round. If he was going to be a second-round pick, he'll still be drafted in the second round, third round, whatever it may be. I don't think this game had any bearing on where Kyle Trask is going to end up being drafted. I know he said tonight he hasn't made a decision yet. Uh, Dan Mullen, in a way, to me, he's kind of hinted at it that you know that this this is it for Kyle Trask um, and get a uniform unless something completely you know some switch of a decision uh, maybe. But uh, I do believe we've seen Kyle Trask play his last game uh, in a Gator uniform, and you know we got a glimpse of Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson tonight. Um, it was good to see Anthony Richardson in that little, in that little tiny preview. As I said, it's hard to take away anything. Oklahoma's in a lot of preview defense and and all that, but you saw his speed uh, out there when he decided to take off and run. You saw some nice touch on the ball, and the same can be said for Emory. And it, there were some throws low and some of you know not close to the receiver. A lot of drops for him as well. Uh, showed some really nice vision in a lot of his runs. Uh, you know when, when he was out there, so. Uh, I still think I'll go back one more time and say, do not let tonight take away from your thoughts of next year. If they were average for this for the, for this performance for, for the offense, then continue to think it was going to be average. If you thought defense or the offense was going to be great next year, continue to think that. Uh, I, I would not take too much away uh, tonight uh, for a uh, whatever you think this team can be next year uh, on, on offense. Now for defense. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's some changes. Hopefully there's a big change as far as um, coaching, development, play style, physicality, everything. I mean, physicality can go for the offensive line <laughs> as well, not to kind of shy, shy away from that uh, for, for this offensive line. But, man, major changes on the defense has to come. And uh, the, the, the examples there, confusion, lack of physicality, not knowing where to be, but it's just um, you know, it, everything was bad about this defense. Everything you have to—I think it's a, it has to be a clean slate. And it's just the, the the lack of development. That that is the biggest thing to me. Lack of development in the three years since Todd Grantham's been here. I think that's why it's time to move on. The defense has, to me, gotten worse each of the three years. And um, tonight was just complete embarrassment of the way they played out there. You know, and credit to those guys. A lot of the, played hard a bit, created some turnovers, um, tried to keep it, tried to stay in it, but eventually just way too much Oklahoma firepower uh, to 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 stay there. So, just uh, we'll do some final look at the stats here before I will hand it over to a lot of your guys' thoughts here. Kyle Trask, sixteen of twenty eight, hundred and fifty eight yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Emory Jones, 8 of 16, 86 yards, uh, did have the touchdown run. Of course, he ran 10 times for 60 yards. Uh, there, Damian Pierce, 11 attempts for 60 yards as well. Um, Naquan Wright showed some bursts, so some nice things uh, t- t- tonight as well, uh, but not really a whole lot to kind of <laughs> look back on uh, of this offense, but uh, kind of just stop it there for the uh, kind of individual stats. Uh, if you uh, didn't see uh, the way that those, uh, th- that those ended up for Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler, 14 to 23, 247, three touchdowns. 
Uh, put the ball in some nice spots there. Stevenson for Oklahoma running back, 18 attempts. I singled him out uh, in the preview here. 18 attempts, 186 yards, one touchdown, had a 50-yard run, averaged 10.3 yards a carry. And then Major Marcus, or Marcus Major as well, nine attempts, 110 yards, 12.2 yards per attempt there. So Oklahoma running rough shot over this Gator defense and this Gator defense uh, not being able to hold up. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anything's done in the next few days. As far as coaching changes, uh, if, it, if it goes that route, of course, we'll be covering it here. But uh, I'm trying to take a um, um, look at um, – uh, on Twitter, make sure. And uh, I don't think expect any announcement or, or anything tonight. So as I said, this episode is a little bit different. I don't usually come to you guys right after a game. So I'm trying to keep up with some things at the same time uh, there, but uh, I'm sure my phone will be blowing up if, uh, if anything happened there. So uh, let's uh, get into a word from my friends at my bookie before we get to your thoughts. And, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year that can't end soon enough. And uh, man, I know Gator fans feel that way right now. You know, we all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. We all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is my bookie. My bookie is the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They got gifts for everyone. You can bet on the NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports, all the bowl games that are out there right now, and more. Sign up today and receive a 50% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. That's a great place to start. And at MyBookie, there's always more. Huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code GATERS, and get your deposit match halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winter, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right. Let's hit the Twitter sphere right here. Get your thoughts. Give my thoughts here as well on what you guys are sharing. Let me get to these, and here we go. I'm going to start with my good buddy, uh, Ryan Hinckley, and uh, kind of feed off of what he says here. And he says, here's what I'll say. This year is weird, et cetera. I get it. I can excuse slash find moral victory in a lot. However, the last three games this year have shown a lot, and it's not great for us as a program. The Gator standard has been preached, but has not been met. What do we do now? So uh, that's the magical question of what do we do now? Um, what does this loss do? What does this loss do? It, I don't think it's the final nail in, in Todd Grantham's career at Florida. I think that was be, have, would have been decided before now. You know, Doc Grantham deserved to be let go, fired, however you want to say it, before this game. And we, I think we know that. I don't think you wait and see what happened versus Oklahoma to say if you're going to get rid of Todd Grantham or not. <laughs> that decision had to – I hope it had been decided before now. Um, pretty sure it has been. There's, there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no way you were waiting for this game uh, to make that decision. And then, uh, you know, Ryan says, you know, the Gator standard has been preached. Last three games are not, as I said. You know, I, I do think there is some thought out there that they maybe tried to, you know, make up for the bye weeks that were missed. You know, due to COVID, they didn't have traditional bye weeks uh, to to really take a rest. You had COVID rest, whatever that may be, for 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kid. But you know, I, I think you know, I think Mullen did an over 
a lot of overthinking uh, this year, not going physical in camp. So you could have bodies all throughout the year. And you could see that it, it bled over to me into the offensive line. It bled over into the lack of physicality on defense and the lack of, you know, just pure garbage tackling, you know, shoulder hits and not wrapping up and diving at ankles. And I mean, we haven't seen that at all from a, you know, I'll give Grantham a little bit of credit for his past couple of years. We we haven't seen that. And that was something new. And I think, I think they overreacted to what the team was going through and, and, and how to prepare for a, a COVID season. And, you know, a lot of teams didn't have those issues. I think, uh, I think Florida played it a little bit too careful. And then I think they played it too careful versus LSU and, and leading up to this bowl game. Uh, a bit and trying to make up for you know some of the bye weeks that they lost uh, in the middle of the season, and it showed. I, I think it showed. Uh, you overlooked LSU, and you know that guy come back to bite you. And I just purely don't really think they cared about this one uh, versus Oklahoma. And I know if Oklahoma fans are going to listen, uh, I'm sure I brought it up in the preview as well that this had a, a big possibility to happen. I did, they'll, they'll jump on me for that, you know uh, that that. It, you know, that Oklahoma went out there and beat Florida and all that, but that's not the same Florida team. You know, I will agree with Mullen to a point. The last 2020 Florida team we saw was 11 days ago in the SEC championship game. Uh, but that's still not to excuse. I, I think it was played wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, that was a embarrassment uh, out there to kind of show up out there that way. But as Mullen you know, kind of said, this was a, you know, a look for 2021 in some ways. So, if you agree with that, okay, you know you can you can go and and, and say it was the right thing, but uh, to me that doesn't preach you know Gator standard like Ryan saying, especially the last three games. And look, hard to hard to fault the the, the Alabama game. Uh, you went out there and laid it all out on the line, and I think once that game went final, and you laid it all out on the line. I think the the players felt that. I think the coaches felt that, and that's why you got the performance you got a little bit versus Oklahoma. So, um. One stat I want to share from ESPN Stats and Info, um, kind of the uh, the thought of Todd Grantham here and why it's time to move on. Florida surrendered 600 yards in a game three times this season. Prior to this season, the Gators had only allowed 600 yards in a game twice in its history, 2014 versus Alabama and the 1996 Fiesta Bowl, 95 season versus Nebraska. Two times in history, three times this season. I don't know what else you can say. I don't know what else you can do to defend Todd Grantham of still having this defensive coordinator job at Florida. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. So, you know, it's uh, the problems all year long came to a head, and that's what you got. That's what you got tonight versus Oklahoma. All right. Shelvin Lamb says, um, let me see if I can go. I think there's a, you know, there's kind of a response into my a tweet where I said Mullen says future is, is bright despite the loss. Proud of Trask in the season he's uh, he had. Shelvin Lamb said uh, also say what we were quote building in this game. I get it, but that's hard to take as a fan. And sounds like we don't care if it's a W or L. Says he loves the college football tradition. I love it too. He said he loves Mullen too, but this does not help the future of non-playoff bowls. Yeah, I mean. Bowl games aren't what they used to be. Some teams are going to take them serious. Some teams are not. Um, I hope every team takes them serious, but that's just uh, the, the, the nature of the beast right now. 
Uh, if you got guys going to going on to the NFL um, and they're not playing in the college football playoffs, they're going to sit out. And that's just uh, what it is right now. I don't know. I don't know how you change it. I, I really don't. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, I take the scholarship away." That doesn't do any good. <laughs> they're going to go to the NFL. They take that last spring off anyway. Their last spring of the the, the year, they're going to the NFL. It doesn't matter to them. <laughs> it's uh, so I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do to it. Um, I don't necessarily blame some of the players for 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 not. Re- we saw Derek King go down at Wood Miami for an injury. Uh, we've seen players get injured in, in these bowl games, and that's the risk you go out there and take if you go out there and step out on that field. You risking millions of dollars? I'm not. I mean, so um, it's 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 a it's a. I mean, some people say think it's a black and white situation, and maybe it is, but um, I don't know the uh, I don't know the answer. I, I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, you're going to see it the way you want to see it, and not really many people are going to change your mind there. I, I I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think it's quitting. Um, but I do get where it rubs you the wrong way if you think that way. I absolutely get it. I see both sides of the, of the, of the argument there. Uh, but I don't know what college football can do to do that besides expanding the playoff. Um, I'm not a, a proponent of that. I'm, I'm just not. This is not a, a playoff debate show. I like the four. Um, heck, I like the old BCS with just two teams. <laughs> but um, um, the only benefit I see of opening up to six, eight teams, whatever it may be. More teams are given a chance, less players opt out. Chain reaction. All right, Anthony Gallo. Anthony, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he goes, the fact that, peop- that, the fact that people are putting any sort of energy in this game is so dumb. When all the guys out, we knew this would happen. This game was no weight at all. Fan base is so spoiled. Kind of going back to my point, yeah, I just wouldn't um, – as far as you know, the game has no weight at all. That, uh, to my part, my point of that is, I don't think it means anything for the program. I really don't think this is um, a linchpin game in Dan Mullen's career. Is it embarrassing? Yes. Do you want to see your team go out there and play like that? Absolutely not. I don't think Florida's going to win or lose more games in 2021 because of what happened versus Oklahoma tonight. I don't think Florida's going to win or lose more games in 2022 because of what happened versus Oklahoma. Tonight in the Cotton Bowl. I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think bowl games mean that a whole lot. And I think in the, in the early in the coach's tenure, go back to 2018, Dan Mullen, you're trying to build something for the program. I think early in the coach's tenure, it can mean something. You're trying to, you know, build some, build some momentum early on in your tenure, show some progress from a guy you were replacing. Yeah, I, I do think you can hold some, bowl games can hold some weight there. I think as time goes by, you know, at that point, us as fans, we're looking at SEC championships, beating your rivals. That's pretty much it. You know, hopefully make a college football playoff appearance by winning the SEC East, going to Atlanta, winning there. That's kind of the, the, the progress there. And if you don't end up there, then look, a lot of fans didn't take this game serious. I know it. I talked to a whole lot of them. A lot of fans didn't, weren't getting up for this game either. So, you know, it is it is uh, it is what it is at that point. You know, if uh, a lot of that come because you know the players rotting out, so a lot of the thought was, well, if the players don't care, I'm not gonna care. I get the thought, I get it. So there we go. I mean, <laughs> there's so many ways to look at that. So, but I don't think the performance versus Oklahoma has any bearing on the future of the success that Dan Mullen and this Florida program can have. 
Um, now, I know a lot of you want to see because of tonight or tonight capping off a disappointing defensive performance. Now, getting rid of Gransom can change your outlook uh, on this program a bit. And maybe that comes from what happened versus Oklahoma a bit, but I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's more than it's more about what we saw all season and maybe capping off in this game versus Oklahoma, but not solely what we saw versus Oklahoma. Barry Jenkins, he said, uh, this is so bad in the extreme that things must be taken uh, away from it. For example, there was no world where Trask, no world where Trask could play anywhere near the level he's established. It's coach's job to recognize that, not put the kids in harm way. Trask lost money tonight. So, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think Trask lost any money tonight. I think it's more about his season as a whole. Uh, I don't think it affects his draft status all too much. Um, let's see. Into a, um, a tweet that I had about motivation, and I said I pretty much knew that it wasn't going to be there. Um Let's see if we get back to this tweet. Uh, Savage Gentleman says, that's been an issue throughout the year, and it's a reflection of Mullen. Needs to learn how to get players motivated for every game. And, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. That kind of goes back to my point of where I was just kind of discussing, you know, what we saw after the Georgia win. And not necessarily, you know, you're, you're putting up points, you're putting up yards, but we all saw the, the, the warts. We all saw the worries that we had, and it was called nitpicking at the time, and I, and I labeled it that way. But it was because we saw what could happen if you didn't fix a lot of those issues. Oh, we're winning games. You know, that, that's all that matters. Well, uh, there, com- there comes a point where all that stuff comes to a head, and that's exactly what happened. You know, the slow starts on offense. Hey, you get a faster start versus Alabama. Who knows what, how, how that game comes out? get a faster start versus LSU, who knows how that game comes out. You probably win that game. But the slow start that we saw versus Arkansas or um, Kentucky and Tennessee and Vanderbilt, you know, that's what we ended up seeing later in the year. It played a point. And I think that does fall on, on the coaching staff a little bit for maybe just wanting to get through those games. Like I said, I, I feel like their, their preparation and attack for later in the season really, really, really come back to bite them. Really come back to bite them. So, you know the 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 lack of, you know, fire. I, I think I think it played a part. I really think it played a part late in the season. So, uh, and I think and I think that is a reflection of of how the way Mullen played it. And you know, I brought this up too. We all remember the uh, thumb wrestling comment after Florida got beat by Missouri, and how you could tell Dan Mullen was ticked off after that game. I didn't feel that whole ticked off mode after the AM loss. You know, after the crowd comment. And then the loss versus LSU. The loss versus Alabama. The loss versus Oklahoma. Didn't didn't feel any of that. Didn't see any of that. I think they fell back on the COVID excuse a little bit too much. Uh and that just where it ended up. And I do think that is a reflection of uh the, the leadership and, and how the end of the season played out. I'm not calling from Mullen's head or anything. He's still he's still the guy for me uh, leading this program. Do changes have to be made? Absolutely. Uh, I've mentioned that uh, already. But I do think some re- there was a, re- a reflection on him as well to uh, look. And just, you can't go back and change it. You know, you, you chose to attack the season this way, and I think it came back and bite you a little bit. Come back and bit you a little bit. But that's that's just kind of the nature of the 
nature of the beast. You can't go back and you can't go back and change it. So uh, you can probably tell I'm a bit frustrated, a little bit frustrated here. So, you know, it was just, um, season had so much promise at one point, And now here we are, here we are <laughs> kind of feeling uh, down in our sorrows a bit as this uh, season comes to an end. Um, so here we go. Uh, Gator Justin says, uh, I would be really motivated if I was a young guy, but the coaches trotted out guys like Wells and Steiner, go all young, see the future, not a mixed bag. Mullen failed horribly in two of the last three games. Won't cut it as long as it keeps happening. Um, yeah, you know, Donovan Steiner, I mean, just purely picked on right as the game just, you know, started. First drive of the game, the two passes that Oklahoma threw. First one, Steiner giving up yards and yards of cushion. Uh, and a big play happens. And then can't even get lined up for Oklahoma's first touchdown, late getting over by the time the ball snapped and easy touchdown for Oklahoma. Uh, but he's not I me. Mean, he's not the only one, uh, of course, but we, we know the issues and he just kept getting trotted out there over and over and over again. And some of it due to the injuries, some of it due to the to, to lack of depth, some of it due to some young players not ready, but man, that was that was poor, poor performance there. Um, so Desert Gator says, Dave, what I want to know is, where's the Gator standard? Legit asking and not trolling. Where the heck is it? Two of the last three games is not it at all. Got to get back to caring no matter the circumstances. It's the least it's the least that you could do, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. And like I said, I, I think a lot of that bled over. I think that mindset bled over into the team uh, a bit. And when I think, you know, the team saw some of their players, some of their teammates not play, and then Mullen – Hey, we're only going to practice three times for this bowl game. Okay. That bled over into the team, I think. Um, I really do. I think that bled over in, into the team's mindset um, uh, a bit. So just uh, unfortunate that, that it had to happen here. Uh, I'm going to do YouTube chat here. If you guys, yeah, um, I'm going to get you guys involved here too. Yeah, if you're going to. I'm going to pay for the comment. I'm going to get it up here too. Third string is uh, promising. AR with Lingard Bowman could be a, uh, a run heavy offense. I think next year's offense is going to be run heavy. <laughs> I really do. I think the offense is going to change. And that's not to say they're going to completely abandon the passing game, but I do think, as I said, I think it's promising uh, a bit given John Hevesy's past and his development nature that that type of offense is going to be more suited for his coaching style. And I really do think that we got a glimpse of that a bit tonight, especially in the one scoring drive. Like I said, I, I hate to make too much of it, the good or the bad uh, in, in this game. But I think, you know, given the history of what we've seen with this coaching staff and what they've run a lot, like I still – look, you play to your quarterback strength and, and your team strength. And I think that was as long as everybody was available, Pitts, Tony, Grimes, all that, then absolutely you throw the ball 40 times a game. That's how you were going to win games. But now as we shift away from that style of quarterback and shift away from those style of receivers uh, a bit, I think, you know, these next guys have to prove themselves a bit that they can be those type of receivers. Then you are going to be a run heavy offense. Now I think that suits a little bit of what John Hevesy can do. I do expect a better run blocking next year uh, from, from this offensive line. And uh, I do think, uh, that part is promising, and, and I do think Emory 
AR, those guys show um, that uh, the run game can be a little bit more successful with those guys leading your charge back there at quarter at the quarterback position. All right, let's see here. Get back to the uh, Twitter world here. Uh, Gator DeVoe says, might be the worst I felt about a team after feeling they actually had a chance to contend for a national championship. Hashtag boy was I wrong. <laughs> I kind of said that uh, a little bit earlier. You know, you, it was I kind of went through the season and, you know, pointed out where um, Florida did some good things this year, but uh, really, really come crashing down here. At the at, at the end, you got got, a, you got the nation's hopes up a little bit too. You know, you had Kyle Trask in the Heisman race. Uh, you had call it Florida in college football playoff talk. You had, you had Kyle Pitts in a Heisman talk <laughs> at one point, uh, finishing tenth this year in the uh, in the in the, in the Heisman uh, voting. But um, yeah, you know, at the come crashing down here at the end of the year, you saw the glimpse, even in a loss, you saw a glimpse of how good this team could be, even with. A defense that couldn't get the job done. You had an offense that was high flying, putting up points. We just we, we saw that just 10, 11, 12 days ago versus Alabama. But you know, you just uh couldn't keep it up. Consistency what the consistency wow, cannot talk. The consistency was not there this year uh, for this gator team. So uh T Gator at Outreach Seven says all you have to do is circle that LSU game. Totally on the coaches, and they killed this season. Lee Bracewell says, I'm saying this with mixed emotions. We give you the opportunity to have a free ride education and the opportunity to groom you to be a millionaire in the NFL. And then you leave early and hurt the program. So, you know, as I said, you know, I, I get that thought. I, I, I really do. I, I really do. Um, it's just hard for me to tell guys they can't do what's better for themselves. Also, at, at, at the same time, when you have a lot of money riding on it, uh, no, that's not everything. I know the Culture's probably changed a bit um, from, you know, years years gone by. Um, when you bowl games meant more, everybody played for just love of the game um, and played for their teammates. Uh, but uh, kind of just where we are right now. Kind of just where we are right now. Uh, Gator Justin says, Mullen created so many questions for himself these last three games. It's like he was daring the fan base to be mad. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. I hear it. I see it on Twitter, on uh, these YouTube chats. Uh, believe me, I, I see it. I hear it. And um, let him keep Todd Grantham another year. And, you know, if we don't hear anything in the next couple of days, this fan base will get really, really antsy. Uh, and um, I think we'll use next year as a huge um, measuring stick for one damn Mullen if he decides. I mean, it's going to be a measuring stick year next year anyway. Let him keep Todd Grantham and see uh, how much uh, how, how much that draws the ire of the fan base. Andrew Scott says, "I love Dan Mullen, but I can't get on board with the way they're playing tonight. Opt outs or not, shows some damn pride and interest in being out there. Coordinators only go so far into the issue." I I will agree there a bit too. Um, I said for the defense to be this bad, it, it, it's both. It's both coordinators and coaching, and I. That's just to me where 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 that goes uh, when it's that bad. As I said, you go, I, I go back to the development of these players on defense, and to me that that falls on coaching. That falls on coaching too, but it also falls on the players to go out there and try and, and try and get better. Um, and you know, Marco Wilson, 
didn't play in this game, opted out for the NFL draft. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily get that, but okay. Um, no, got worse. Complete, I mean, was a liability out there. Liability out there on defense. He, was, he wasn't that way in 2018. I mean, granted, he got hurt in 2018. Okay. Um, last year, he wasn't a liability out there. He actually played pretty well when they shifted him to the nickel spot last year. And then we come into this year, and Todd Grantham's calling calling him the most versatile player he's ever coached. And did we get that type of performance this season? Something's not right. Something didn't click there. Something didn't click from, you know, Todd Grantham calling him that, him playing pretty well last year, having an okay freshman year in 2017, and then get, you know, act like he hasn't played the game of football hardly ever. I'm not going too far with that. I know I am. Uh, but in the 2020 season. But then Sean Davis, Thomas Steiner, Brad Stewart. Where was the growth of those players in, in the secondary? I mean, it's, uh, you know, that, that that's the frustrating part uh, for, for, I think, this defense, uh, for, for me and, you know, the pride. You know, go out there and play tough. Go out there and, and go hit somebody. Go out there and tackle. You know, tackles learned – Years ago, when you're playing this year's football, and I think they lost that bit of physicality a little, a little bit this year. So, um, Chris Wallace says the future of UF has me <laughs> suicide watch. No heart, no team togetherness. Never been so soft. Um, no heart. I mean, I, I hate to say that. Um, as I, you know, but you can look in this defense, and uh, I think you can see signs of that. To me, probably more leadership. Where was the leadership this year? Um, especially on that side of the ball, I I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. You you miss player like David Reese and C.J. Henderson out there. You could completely see that. Um, so that I think that's where the togetherness comes in. I think you had it on offense uh, a bit with Tony, who's been there. Grimes has been there. Trask has been there. Uh, you, you had some. You had the um, leadership on that side of the ball, but um, just. Um, could not put it together on the defensive side of the ball. And it was, uh, it was apparent. It was apparent all, all the way there. Um, so I'm trying to go through these comments uh, here. Um, okay. All right. Let's get back to uh, a, few more, uh, a few more comments here on uh, Twitter, at least. Carson Cashin says, feels like everyone went into the game expecting to get beat because we've, uh, because we have zero starting wideouts and our defense is still horrible. And then everyone got mad because we were getting beat since we have zero starting wideouts and our defense is still horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, part of the uh, expectation was, was what what happened. As I said, as I, I, I will go back and say, I know the fan base wasn't too excited about this game, especially after the um, opt-outs there. And yeah, I mean, that, that this is exactly what happened. Uh, and the expectation, it kind of met. <laughs> the expectation met the result, and um, there we go. That's what you got. What you got? You got an Oklahoma blowout win uh, there. Let's see. Adam Foskey says this will go down as one of the most disappointing seasons. So many positives ruined by inept play slash development on defense, and most likely a three-game losing streak to end the season. Well, that did happen. Uh, he's sent that during the game uh, to finish an uninspiring eight and four. Really unacceptable, to be honest. Uh, Tiger Tiger Seven says, considering what this team could have accomplished this season, it has been an extremely disappointing year. 
The fundamentals on both sides of the ball on this team have been terrible all season and excusable. Um, uh, offense, you know, the fundamentals there. I guess I will agree to a point there. You know, the blocking, the physicality uh, along the offensive line, I think could be questioned at times. The Malik Davis fumble versus Texas A&M. You go back there. That hurt. Um, you know, the, the the drops, you know, really showed up toward the end of the year too, especially in the, in this game uh, with, with a lot of the backup receivers. Um, and then just some of the, the the small issues of, you know, the turnovers of, of, of you know, for, for Trask later on in the year, the offensive line not, you know, doing – not not helping a good bit, um, especially along the that, that right side. You know, five sacks going into this game versus LSU and Alabama, and then the turnovers that kind of bled over from Kyle Trask there. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 basics at times did get lost uh, with, with this team, and then you go back to the Alabama game, the SEC championship on defense. We I you know discussed, of course, at length. Of course, this episode already of what the issues were there, but, you know, just the basics of, you know, go back to those third downs early in that game where you were getting Alabama off the field, but you had some dumb penalties that, you know, were inexcusable. Oof. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, so there were a lot of things that you could point to with all the excitement. And at one time it was considered nitpicking when we brought those things up. And as the season went on, those things really culminated really all came together at the end of the season. One more comment here from Chris Wallace. He goes, love you, Dave Waters. Appreciate everything you do. I'm here through all the weather, or uh, I'm here through all all weather. Yeah, I mean, we, we Gator fans are passionate, <laughs> and uh, that's where a lot of this comes from, of course. And, you know, thank you. Guys. I mean, I'll, yeah, right, right here. I've been going about an hour anyway. Um, thanks for those kind words. And this guy that uh, I will say 2020 has been a, a great year for, for Gators breakdown. Uh, it's been a great year interacting with all you. It's been, it's been a fun year. Um, going to the games in 2020 when we didn't think we would get football, being able to cover Florida in this fashion for you guys, you know, thank you so much uh, for all the interaction. Thank you for all so much for all the listens. We had a lot of fun this year. We, we did have a lot of fun watching this team and that's, probably why it's so aggravating in a way is we saw the potential. We saw the fun in this team. They were, they were, they were fun watching, fun, you know, fun watching since the, the get go versus Ole Miss. And then, you know, the, the big win over Georgia and then Felipe Franks comes back to the swamp and you, you put 60 points up there. As, as frustrating as the defense could be at times this year, we still found a way to have a lot of fun <laughs> at the same time. And then we had the disappointing game versus LSU, but then going to Atlanta and have a lot of fun and, and, and giving Alabama a game. And that, that game was fun. That game was fun. Even though you lost, you know, there's no moral victories there. But that game, as a, as a football fan, uh, I know a lot of you are, it, it was a fun game. And then it all come kind of crashing down here. So we did, we did have a lot of fun this year. Glad you guys uh, joined along for the ride. It was a, a big year for Gators Breakdown. In a year I know a lot of you struggled out there. Uh, and I, I hope I could have provided a good bit of relief, a good bit of um, escape from what 2020 has been. And that's what this thing allows me to do. Uh, it was just, it, it was fun for me this year, 
because of everything else going on as well. So uh, I'm so happy that you guys hopped along on for hopped along for the ride. It's been a fun one. We'll get to do it all again. Gators Breakdown, of course, if you guys have been around. Won't be going away. It, it is a strictly a football podcast, but when football season ends, um, it, we, 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 do, we don't go away. It, it, we'll go to one, at least one, one, at least one episode a week coming up. Uh, so uh, there, but uh, everybody, thank you much. Uh, I mean, the, the numbers right now showing it uh, and the chat here uh, shows it. Th- thank you guys for uh, all the uh, interaction here. Um, and um, we'll um, have some fun this off season as well. <laughs> we'll have some fun this off season as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, signing day, sign, signing day uh, coming up, all that good stuff. But uh, let me get some more of these comments right here. Um, if I can find them. Sorry, guys. I'm going through here. As I said, this is a little bit different. Um, let's see. Adrian Rapp says we've got to hold more than Todd accountable. Uh, it, the player development from the defensive line, defensive backs, we've uh, got to execute. It could be deeper than just a defensive coordinator. Third and Grantham works when I have a good when, when I have a good developed D. Uh, okay, I'm trying to put that together. I, I did tweet this during the game. You know, Grantham's defense has always been built on getting pressure up front, and, and a lot of defenses are that way. Of course, you're going to play better when. The defense is, is play, <laughs> the defensive line, the defensive front is playing better. All defenses want that. But with the drop, kind of going to your point here, with the drop in development, with the drop in play at linebacker and defensive back, that means this defensive pass rush had to be even better. If it did, if if, if they weren't getting to the quarterback, then you forget about it. Teams were going to hit their big plays. Teams were going to hit their big passes down the field, and. That's exactly what we got this year. When Florida was getting to the quarterback, they were fine. They couldn't mask the, the issues on the back end. Couldn't do it enough. Couldn't do it enough this year. So I, I know I have to go back and look with all the, you know, get bowl, once the bowl games are over with. Um, you know, Florida, I think, probably still leads the SEC in sacks. But, you know, what did that really mean? <laughs> what did that really mean? It didn't mean a whole lot last year for the defense. They were better than this year's defense, but – what did getting almost 50 sacks last year do? Still got you beat by Georgia. Still got you beat by LSU. And I think you're going to end up leading the SEC in sacks this year. What'd that do for you? What'd that do for you on defense? Not a whole lot. So it's not just about getting to the quarterback. It it, it was totally dependent for the defense to have any kind of success this year, but it didn't amount to a whole lot. So that's where we are. Where we are there, but uh, yeah, every bit of the defense can get better. Starting up front, you know, David Turner, he's recruited well, uh, trying to make up for you know, uh, South Sanceri when he uh left the and the lack of recruiting there. He's recruited better up there. I think we saw signs this year. Zachary Carter played well, Gervin Dexter played well the last couple games, the SEC championship game, and in the bowl game as well. Um, you, you didn't, when Kyrie Campbell came back out there, just this defensive line made up, made a stand, made, were better. As the season went on, but you know, it uh, they they can they can get better. Recruiting has to get better there, especially defensive tackle. I think we'll see some uh, portal names come up there, and then uh, linebacker. We recruited okay there. You know, Christian Robinson's labeled as one of the best recruiters on this staff, but I mean, where's the development there? You lost David Reese uh, from last year, but Ventrell Miller. James Houston, did you try to fit in Amari Bernie, Mamou Diabate, 
Didn't really work out all too well. Got pushed around too much. Couldn't fill in gaps on a consistent level enough for this defense to be um, better on that second level than what we've seen the last couple of years. Could you know really couldn't make up for the loss in the, of the leadership of David Reese. And then the secondary, we talked about that enough. I mean, we know the issues there. So, I mean, got worse in every facet to me. Worse in every facet. Um, you know, Chris Wallace, I see you asking, where was Wingo? He was out there. Uh, I saw him uh, was a lot in the second half. Um, so, uh, was another thing. A lot of people wanted to see younger players play this season. Uh, I think we saw enough tonight. I said, you know, I hate to take, you know, try to tell you not to take away too much, but if you want to take away something, younger guys played tonight. They didn't really make that much of a difference on defense. Uh, so, you know, the lack of physicality still went to those younger players as well. Still went to those younger players uh, to, to, to me. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see um, where, where, where where they go after this. But uh, hopefully, hopefully changes are made. Uh, Adam Camry, there we go. There we go. Adam Camry says, were Florida losses in my lifetime? Nebraska 95, Tennessee 2001, Georgia Southern 2013, LSU 2020 and last night uh, in the bowl game. So, yeah, I mean, we just talked about that not long ago when uh, when LSU upset Florida just a, just a few weeks ago. Kind of asked that question of the worst losses, and uh, these games came up. <laughs> these games come up. Never did I think uh, the Cotton Bowl would show up like that in such a um, you know short uh, short window going from the LSU game to just a few weeks later, this loss versus Oklahoma. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. Those games all rank up there. We'll see. I don't think uh, history, as we kind of move on from 2020, I don't think this game will be looked at like 95 Nebraska, Tennessee 2001, Georgia Southern LSU. I don't think it'll be looked at in this. But, uh, you know, the the recency bias, I think, can play a part in this. This was a bad loss. It was a, it was a bad loss for the Skaters team. As I said, keep going back to where this team was, where we thought this team could be at one point this season. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Man, 145 in the morning. Look at this. I think the last time I may have been up this late recording the podcast would be when Dan Muller was hired. <laughs> so uh did a late show that night. So uh it's uh this is the way it goes. This is the way it goes. Uh having fun, you know, talking talking to you guys here. Uh there, you know, some Comments going too far, of course, there, but uh, you know, it comes with the territory, it comes with the territory, doesn't it? So, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, there we go, there we go. All right, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, uh, for uh, hopping on, uh, talking, talking gators here right after the cotton bowl. It's been a fun season, been a fun season, like I said, thank you guys for uh, hopping on and, and, and coming around, um, coming around here. Gators Breakdown, week in, week out, episode in, episode out, and uh, showing the support here. And um, like I said, we'll keep doing it. Don't forget, uh, Gators Breakdown still still keeps going, still keeps going past football season, past football season. I'll try and get uh, maybe, maybe um, some – I'll I'll go into this a little bit. I want to do a whole lot more research. I, I, I've – I've held off for for talking about it a whole lot. Um, Gator Talk Six says, "Where do you go for DC if Todd is going strong? Mason must champ." Um, first, the moves got to be made. 
But since I have finally come out and said that I think it will be made, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll peek at this, whoever the next defensive coordinator would be. I do not think it will be Will Muschamp. I do not think he will come back to Florida after being a head coach, coming back, being a defensive coordinator. I don't think that's going to happen. Derek Mason, not going to happen. A lot of stuff behind the scenes. I think South Carolina is very interested. LSU is very interested. I don't think Derek Mason is going to happen <laughs> at Florida. Charlie Strong, maybe so. Still in the analyst role there at Alabama. I don't think he'll get elevated to defensive coordinator there. I think he would listen. He has a history with Dan Mullen with their time at Florida. I think Charlie Strong is a, a guy that you would have a good chance of getting if um, you made the move there. Kevin Steele, Auburn, we know everything that happened there. Gus Malzahn gets fired. Kevin Steele's up for the job. Doesn't get the head coaching job there. What's the status there? I think we'll see. But uh, another name I'd probably look out for uh, there. So did, uh, Strong, still two names I'd look out for. Just kind of, like I said, I'll, I'll dive even more into it once a once a announcement, if it's made. If it's made that Todd Grantham will no longer be um, defensive coordinator at Florida, then we'll we'll put a, we'll put together a wish list. We'll put together a, a board or something like that, maybe uh, at that. But I do think the names to look out for maybe would be Charlie Strong, Kevin Steele, and and then you know and we'll go from there. So all right, there we go. Almost two o'clock in the morning. Let me get off. I just traveled back from South Carolina today, so kind of tired, kind of tired a little bit. So uh, um, we'll. Um, Probably come back next Monday. Will Miles and I will do. Um, uh, did the uh, okay? Uh, I'll um, go with you there. I'll post that comment to. Why would you hire Strong? Sorry, just to see how that makes sense. He was a dumpster fire at Texas. I would go after somebody more recent, somebody who's had a little bit more success as well. I'm not a big go hire Charlie Strong guy. I'm just thinking, I'm just saying it's a possibility. With their history, with him being available, um, I, I think it's a possibility, a good possibility uh, there. So I do, you know, his, his time at Texas, his time at South Florida kind of does rub me the wrong way a bit in what uh, his defense has showed there. Is it a little different because he was a head coach? I do think so a little bit, uh, but this way. <laughs> And I know this isn't saying a lot. Bring him in, it's going to be better than Todd Grantham. But I'm not so sure that's a long-term answer for this Florida defense. Um, I would hire somebody who's been a, lead, a little more proven recently. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I just think it's a possibility. So long as not throw it out there. Um, so, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Something's got to happen first to Todd Grantham, and then we'll go there, and then we'll go there. But um, I, I, I would bring that up. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up too as a as a talking point. As a talking point. All right, all right, all right. There we go. Let me get off here before uh, if we uh, uh, get get more. As I said, we'll come back next week. We'll talk even more next week. Um, as I said, one at least one episode a week from here on out till the season starts. Signing day in February. Only about a couple more spots for this uh, this um, recruiting class. Look out for uh, five star offensive lineman Tristan Lee. Uh, where he'll be making his announcement, I believe, coming up at the uh, uh, All-American Bowl. 
So we'll we'll see. I think that's where it at. I think that's where it is. Uh, but well, yeah, we'll see. Follow recruiting uh, out there, and uh, we'll definitely follow it here on Gators Breakdown. So, guys, thank you very much. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.